Bye bye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock on Ben Che. The top stories. Chief Secretary John Lee has hailed Hong Kong's return to safe normalcy after water barricades surrounding the government's headquarters were removed. Labor Chief Lo Chi Kuang says he must walk on thin ice and be very cautious when deciding how many foreign domestic helpers from high-risk places can come to Hong Kong. And Tam Yu Chong, Hong Kong's delegate to the top national legislature, says he believes Article 23 can be drafted by the middle of next year. The government has removed water barricades surrounding its headquarters in Tamar Admiralty in a move that the chief secretary hails as Hong Kong's return to a safe normalcy. Writing in a blog post, John Lee says water barricades erected at other locations since the 2019 protests will also be removed. Mr. Lee added the administration has been proactively working on repairing the city, with some 200 road structures and about 10,000 street lamps beautified since the start of the year. Labor Chief Lo Chi Kuang has acknowledged that the amount of foreign domestic helpers coming into this city was not enough to satisfy demand from local families, with only 40 helpers successfully satisfying pre-boarding requirements and arriving in Hong Kong on a daily basis in the past month. Tom McLinden reports. Mr. Law said he must walk on thin ice and be very cautious when deciding how many foreign domestic helpers from high-risk places can come to the SAR. He stressed that the authorities must try their best in reducing COVID risks from other places. The Labour chief said that a total of 606 Filipino helpers arrived in Hong Kong from August the 30th to September the 24th. However, as of October the 1st, 26 of these helpers have been diagnosed with COVID-19, an infection rate of 4.3%. Mr Law said the figure is very high, adding that if people still want the government to increase the daily number of arrivals, he has nothing more to say. Hong Kong's delegate to the top national legislature, Tam Yu Chong, says he thinks local legislation for national security can be completed in the first half of next year. Damon Pang reports. Security Secretary Chris Tang had recently said now is the best time to draft laws on Article 23 of the Basic Law, but it did not offer a timetable. Mr. Tam says he hasn't spoken to the minister about this, and the time frame is his own estimate, adding once the new legislature is formed in December, they will have a few months to deal with Article 23. When asked whether she agrees with Mr. Tam's time frame, DAB Chairwoman Starry Lee says she will leave the matter to the government to decide. China's Beidou system, the answer to the U.S.-owned GPS navigation system, is on display at the World Expo 2020 in Dubai. Completed over a year ago, the system is now widely being adopted in the mainland from logistics, search and rescue missions to monitoring the environment. Yang Changfeng, chief designer of the Beidou navigation satellite system, says its accuracy is continuously being improved. Over the past year or so, the accuracy of our entire system has been continuously improved. Originally, we promised it would be 10 meters, but now our accuracy can reach even closer than 5 meters. Meanwhile, the Beidou system has its own featured services, such as short message communications and regional high-precision positioning. China has also pushed for the use of, Beidou, of the Beidou system overseas, including in countries participating in its Belt and Road Initiative. 
Tens of thousands of Americans are holding pro-abortion rallies in all 50 U.S. states. A new law in Texas that prevents almost all terminations have sparked the demonstrations. In Austin, Texas, these women express anger towards their politicians. We have to fight. It just goes to show why elections matter. And so we have to get back out in the streets and we have to march and we have to organize and we have to fight. I felt betrayed by my politician. How dare they? How dare they do that to their women? And to do this without a real vote and the way they passed it was underhanded. Everything about it smells to high heaven. In Washington, demonstrators marched to the Supreme Court, which they fear will be instrumental in rolling back constitutional abortion rights. Recent changes in the composition of the court and a Texas ban have led many to believe women's rights will be diluted. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy with one or two showers, sunny periods in the afternoon. The outlook, sunny periods in the next few days, weather will become unsettled in the latter part of this week. Right now, it's 29 degrees Celsius, the humidity 74%. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past one. The president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, says he's retiring from politics only a month after saying he'd run in elections next year. The Philippine constitution bars him from a second term as president. And Mr. Duterte says standing for the vice presidency, as he'd planned, would circumvent the law. Chris Della Yabes, a journalist in Manila, told the BBC she doubted Mr. Duterte was ready to relinquish power. He might find a loophole in the constitution where he could have a proxy candidate running for the presidency and he runs for vice president. And when they win, that proxy candidate might just be willing to step down and give him the position. You know, Duterte has been known to have broken as many rules as possible. And nothing will stop me from thinking that he won't try again. There's just one month to go before the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow, and climate and energy ministers have spent the last few days in Milan trying to overcome significant hurdles. The president of next month's gathering, the British government minister Alok Sharma, acknowledged that the wealthiest countries needed to do more, and he paid tribute to the young activists who were also there in Milan demanding action. The energy that came forward from the youth, the young people, I think did galvanize this group of ministers. And um, I did say in my closing remarks is that as we go forward in the next few weeks and into COP, we must always keep the voices of the young people foremost in our minds and think about what their response would be to the outcomes that we reach. There have been chaotic scenes in the Chilean capital Santiago as police try to control rival marches for and against migration from Venezuela and Haiti. In one demonstration, police officers had to deploy a water cannon. Several protesters also gathered outside Santiago's La Moneda, the home of the nation's government, where they held anti-migration signs and sang the country's national anthem. Angelica, a demonstrator, complained migrants were taking advantage of the country's benefits. Migrants are taking advantage. That is abusing, because now foreigners have all the benefits. I'm a Chilean and I don't have a house, so these things have to be regulated. 
Algeria has recalled its ambassador from Paris, accusing France of unacceptable interference in its affairs. Algeria said it was responding to comments attributed to President Emmanuel Macron by a French newspaper. The BBC's James Reid with the details. Earlier this week, France angered Algeria by reducing the number of visas available to its citizens. Now President Macron appears to have added insult to injury. In comments reported by Le Monde, he said Algeria was ruled by a political military system with an official history that was based on hatred of France. The remarks have caused fury in Algiers, where the legacy of colonial rule and the war for independence is still keenly felt. In January, Mr Macron agreed to set up a truth commission to address these issues. This latest row underlines how hard it will be to achieve reconciliation. The European space mission Bepi Colombo has sent back its first pictures of Mercury. The probe took the images as it came within 200 kilometers of the planet's surface. Elsa Montignon is the Bepi Colombo spacecraft operations manager. We are able to see um, very interesting representative features of planet Mercury from planes to craters. Craters that are known to contain Mercury-specific features called hollows, where volatile elements are escaping into space. We know that some of these craters also include vents where volcanic explosions uh, have occurred. These are all features that we will study once we're in orbit around the planet. More photos are to be released in the next few days. The Bethy Colombo is expected to fly past Mercury several more times in the coming years before eventually going into orbit. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Secretary John Lee has hailed Hong Kong's return to safe normalcy after water barricades surrounding the government's headquarters were removed. Labor Chief Law Chi Kuang says he must walk on thin ice and be very cautious when deciding how many foreign domestic helpers from high-risk places can come to Hong Kong. And Tam Yu Chung, Hong Kong's delegate to the top national legislature, says he believes Article 23 can be drafted by the middle of next year. And before we go, one more look at the weather. It's currently 29 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 76%. And that's the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Value. And a new experience. Rock your body. Everybody. Rock your body right. Back streets, back. All right. Hey. Oh, my God. We're back. Again, brothers, sisters, everybody saying, Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now.
Sunday afternoon session for the 